Are you tired of the same old business advice? Welcome to the Liberated CEO Experience, the podcast that's redefining entrepreneurial success one unscripted and candid conversation at a time. Get ready to soak up unfiltered stories of triumph, failure, and everything in between from trailblazers who are rewriting the rules of the game and building thriving businesses on their own terms. So if you're ready to level up your impact, income, and joy, all while staying true to your unique vision, you're in the right place. This is the Liberated CEO Experience. Hello, 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 freedom seekers and trailblazers. Welcome back to another episode of the Liberated CEO Experience. I'm your host, Ty Goodwin, and today we've got a game-changing topic lined up for you, creating more freedom with high-ticket offers. In this episode, we're going to dive deep into the world of high-ticket offers, exploring the strategies and mindset shifts that will help you attract premium clients, generate more income, and create a business that supports your ideal lifestyle. My guest today, who has dropped by to share her hard-earned wisdom to help you level up your game is Shayla Boyd-Gill. She is the Lux Your Business mentor and creator of the Lux Scaling System with over 20 years of experience as an entrepreneur and a proven track record for guiding six-figure service-based female founders towards success, Shayla is a highly accomplished business coach and sales strategist. Her unique approach has earned her numerous accolades, including the Prince George's County Social Innovator Fund, 40 Under 40 Award, Suzanne Evans Helga Award, and the Savvy Entrepreneur People's Choice Award. As a wife and mother of six, Shayla understands the importance of balancing personal and professional responsibilities while achieving financial success. So if you're ready to break free from the constraints of conventional business models and unlock a new level of freedom, impact, and prosperity, then you're in for a treat. Grab your notepad and let's dive into the world of high-ticket offers. All right. So welcome, everybody. Listen, you know, I'm always excited when I get to bring on an amazing, amazing person. And guess what? Everybody in my circle is freaking amazing and brilliant. And today, um, you know, we're going to be talking to the amazing Shayla Boyd-Gill. And listen, one of the things I love about Shayla is this whole concept of Lux your business, Lux your life, Lux everything. I just love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to tell you a little funny story, Shayla, that I, I love. So I just was at your, um, recently at your Lux your business event. And one of the best things that you did, of course, your content was amazing. Of course, the energy was amazing. The community was amazing. But I love that you gave me a crown in my gift box. <laughs> Everyone loves that part. That's so funny. Everyone loves the crown. I've seen people use the crown in their branding photo shoots and they're like, yeah, by the way, I got this crown one day. So I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Yes. And listen, it wasn't like the dollar store crown. Like this crown has some weight to it. I was like, oh, I got to find a place for this in my bag, in my bag, going back home. But I love, love, love that. So, you know, I want to dive into our conversation today and, you know, talk a little bit about how did you um, evolve into this Lux, your business, because I know there's a journey to that. And that journey, when I look at what you've done, is connected to how you have become a liberated CEO. So can you talk a little bit about that journey to get to where you are now? Yeah. So thank you again for inviting me to be a part of your community, Ty. Um, and when I tell people the story of how we got 
to the Lux brand. It is a funny story. It's a journey. And I appreciate you asking about that. Um, just a really quick note for everyone. I started off as a career in engineering, ground up construction, project management, degree in um, construction engineering technology and mechanical engineering. It looks nothing like this, right? <laughs> and I liberated myself the first time by leaving my corporate job after only three years of working in it and deciding I need to do something different. So the first thing I had to do, Ty, was say, what can I do to generate more money, right? Because, you know, we leave the family that I have, we're used to a two family income. So my husband was like, hey, boo, I appreciate the fact that you want some freedom, but what are we going to do about this money? <laughs> so I said, okay. I always ask the question, what do I do really well? Mm. that I could monetize. And so here's where the big family joke came in. At this point, when I left corporate, I was pregnant with baby number three. I said, I'm really good at having babies. <laughs> and everyone around me said, say what? <laughs> I was like, I'm really good at having babies. But what I realized, I had beautiful birthing experiences. My community, when they would speak to me about their birthing experiences, it sucked. It was traumatizing. There were, they were feeling as if people didn't give them a voice. They didn't know they had rights. They didn't know that birth could be beautiful because it was get them in, get them out. Mm -hmm. And because of our color, sometimes we were undervalued mm -hmm. as when we went into a hospital system. And so I really understood, I said, well, what was different about my experience? I had a doula, I had a childbirth educator. I had people that advocated on my behalf. I said, I need to teach other people to do this. So I became a childbirth educator and a doula, lactation consultant, and I said, I'm gonna shift my community. Mm -hmm. Women will have birthing experiences that matter. They will feel good. Even if emergencies happen, they will know that someone advocated for them. I built a birthing business, built one of the largest childbirth doula services in the DMV. Wow. And guess what, Ty? Um, I was chastised because my prices were high. <laughs> so you've always been Lux. <laughs> Clearly that crown was there before I knew it. <laughs> but what really happened is in a service-based industry, especially dealing with birth as doulas, you think of midwives, doulas, childbirth educators were givers. Mm -hmm. Most women were showing up as the givers and this just being stereotypical here. Okay. You know, we would walk in they're like, they're expecting us to walk in with Birkenstocks on and be <laughs> holistic and flowing. I walked in with my cute sandals, but I didn't even realize that I had branded and packaged my services. Yeah. So I walked in with branded folders, my business cards, my mm -hmm. contracts. I walked in with gifts. And I was being interviewed in the homes of people that were going to have a baby and their families were like, so you said you're a doula mm -hmm. and a childbirth? Okay, wait, I said, no one else is doing this. They said, no, I'm like, hmm, wow. something different. Mm -hmm. I burned out being a childbirth educator and doula because babies don't have a schedule. <laughs> they like to wake you up at two, three in the morning and say, I'm ready to come out now. Yeah. And I had already had my three and then still having more in running this business. Mm -hmm. So before I said, okay, I'm going to crash and burn all the way. I said, I need to do something different. What are you mm -hmm. good at doing now? Okay. Okay. So we're always asking, what do you do well that mm -hmm. someone would pay you for?
Right. And so I said, well, what I've done well is build a birthing business. I understood how to price my services. I understood how to package my services. I understood how to get the message out and build affiliates. Right. Not knowing any of those terms, but I was doing it organically. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm going to teach other women how to start their businesses and how to package your services and right. run a business. Right. Thankfully, I had warm leads. <laughs> All of my clients that had babies were mm-hmm. saying, I don't want to go back to work. You wow. don't. What are you good at doing? Let's start a business. Mm-hmm. That's that. So to answer how did we get to Lux, we did not start at Lux. We started with knowing and understanding that my services were worth something. And mm-hmm. I was willing to stand for that. But once I got into the coaching world of helping people to start their businesses, I grew pretty rapidly. And I wanted the level of client to grow with me. Mm-hmm. And so I got bored. I'm a learner. I like to grow big. I have big dreams. Yeah. I wanted clients that wanted to do big things. And mm-hmm. so I elevated the level of clients that I chose to work with. So when I stopped working with beginners and I started working with those that said, okay, I'm at six figures now. How do I get past that point? Right. I said, I got something for you. What am I good at doing? Yeah. I'm good at elevating the services in my business. Ty, if you see the pattern, what am I good at doing? Yeah. Meaning you don't have to get stuck. You can always elevate the type of business that you have. And so Mm -hmm. I decided to bring Lux to the services that I was doing. I wanted to, the pricing, I knew that, but I wanted it to be an experience. I love experiences. That was my desire to create for my clients. And that's how we shifted from just just coaching to creating Mm -hmm. an experiential service-based business for the clients that wanted to scale to seven figures. Got it. You know, and I love that you start with that question. I think a lot of us start with the question of, you know, what can I do to make money, but not always, what am I good at doing? doing? And then the other question that we leave unanswered is how do I find people who are going to pay me for it? Now we will hang around with the people that are looking for the $97, you know, that's not going to liberate anybody. It's going to keep both of every, that's going to keep everybody. We're involved. both going to struggle now. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, so how did you shift internally or what did you do to find that higher ticket person who yeah. was not going to, who was going to look at the cute sandals and be like, okay. And not be like, oh, that's too expensive. Like, how did you find that? Well, I looked at myself. How do I like to buy? How do I purchase? How do I vet service providers? I am a pretty fast decision maker, so I'm very decisive. So I said, well, my client needs to be decisive like me. I don't like to go through 500 tripwires. When I know I want something, I'm going for it. So conversions are really fast for me. When I want something, I come to you and I'm like, I know I want this, let me get it. So mm-hmm. I looked at who's that Who's that person. If they're established, their money's established, they can make decisions a little bit faster because it's not a case of where's the money going to come from. It's a case of can you solve my problem faster? Right. Do you have a solution? I, I really know what the gap is. I need the solution now. So yeah. my people are very decisive. They tend to want smaller, more intimate services. They want to be known, seen, and heard. They are not looking for huge groups. They want access. Mm -hmm. And so I had to refine what my Lux client looks like. Mm -hmm. And that Lux client, here's a tip for you. Just because someone can pay to work with you doesn't mean that they should work with you. 
Amen. I mean, we know this, right? Everyone can get a dollar. But this client that can afford to work with me also is committed to the results. So they're going to get bigger results, right. usually a faster transformation, and they usually will stick. Yeah. Meaning they're going to stick around because they want something else. The mm -hmm. other person that may be able to afford you may not be an implementer. They may be slow to do what needs to be done and they're yeah. not committed, nor do they take ownership. My client, you define who's the one that's working well for you, who mm -hmm. do you want more of, and who do you need to release? What do yeah. you need to let go of? And I love that you said sometimes we will hang around with the $97 because it's comfortable we get to fall into that trap of, oh, me too. Yeah, that, you know, I'm dealing with the same thing. Mm -hmm. But I want a different celebration. Yeah. I need a group of people that are like, no, yes, I'm raising my hand because I want more. And they're unapologetic about wanting more. Those are the people that I knew that I needed to work with. You know, you said a different celebration, but I also think it's a different challenge. And I, I don't think people get that sometimes that, you know, if you're building a business based on low ticket offers, and listen, that's that's some people's thing. They want it works. to be low ticket and it's fine. Um, but if that's what you want to do, you're going to have challenges with that. But here's the thing. You can go high ticket and you're still going to have challenges. So my thing is choose which challenges you want to overcome because you're going to have them either way. Right. It's people, it's like people that tell me like, oh, I'm not, I'm not you know, I, I just don't like doing sales calls because I just don't like that feeling. I'm like, so which feeling don't you like more? You right. don't like the feeling of having a sales call. You don't like the feeling of having no money. Like you get to choose. Right? I'm like, yeah, I really don't like the feeling of being broke. So exactly. You know, exactly. What are you willing to do to get where you say you want to go? So yeah. that's that conversation of, you know, no matter what path, you mm -hmm. have to be congruent with the actions that yeah. you take and what comes out of your mouth. It can't be, I want a million, but no one's going to pay me a million or I want a million, but I hate selling. Yeah. You're going to have to sell. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we, talk about that? yeah can we talk about that for a minute? Because I hear so many people say like, oh, I'm not sales is not for me. And I just want to off, you know, so yeah, I'm the marketer. I just want to, I don't want to do any marketing. And I'm just like, do you understand how that's the lifeblood of your business? So like, where do, you, like where do you think that comes from? Well, I think it comes from what we've been taught traditionally about selling. Selling, if you look at the old school methods of selling, it's always been very forceful. And it, it sometimes comes from a place of, I have to meet a quota. It's kind of punishing. Or someone's had a bad sales experience with maybe a timeshare where you're like, no one's listening to me. The thing that we really can share and teach people is that sales is just an invitation and a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's if you really change your language and the way you view it, you're inviting people to experience a solution that you have available to them, but it's not your obligation to offer it to them. It's true. That's because true. we're only offering it to our Lux client, our right fit client. So you might not like selling because you've been on the phone with 200 people that are not qualified to work with you. Exactly. That could suck. I feel like I'm wasting my time. My mm -hmm. calendar's booked and no one's buying. Yeah. So we have some other questions we need to ask. Why is Absolutely. That? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and I love the way you say that. We talk about that too. Sales is just an invitation. And we, you know, clarify it's an invitation to people who have a problem. Yeah. To get yeah. their problem solved. I mean, you're the hero. You know what I mean? You're just helping them solve a problem. It's not selling. Selling isn't giving something to people or pushing something on people that they don't want. Right. You're actually, you know, solving a problem for them. 
And that puts you in a very, very different light. You know, you know, I also think, well, here's one of the things that I know. When you learn how to sell and you become a master at it, it's one of the fastest ways to really liberate yourself. It's right? very liberate. It's like a machine. You can turn it on yeah. and off. So mm -hmm. just like with you with marketing, you can turn mm -hmm. those leads on and off. Selling yeah. is the same way. If you have the leads there, you can choose, okay, I want to reach out now. I'm ready and turn it off when you want to. And it's not forced. Again, you're not yeah. trying to meet a quota. Because if you're selling properly, you have the flow of what and who you need to work with. Yeah. You can choose when you want to open the doors. The doors don't have to always be open. You right. can choose when you want to invite more people to experience you. And then you can choose when you say, let me nurture who's already here. Yeah. But selling can feel good. And if, you, if you're approaching selling and not being so focused on the outcome, that's the other piece. If you're going to the call, I have to make this sell. Mm -hmm. The person on the other end or on the video is looking at you like, I can feel that you're trying to sell to me. That's when people say, I hate sales because they don't feel like they're gonna be heard. They don't yeah. feel like you're gonna pay attention to their problem, as you said, mm -hmm. and you're not learning anything about them. You're just saying, buy my stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you said so many great things in there, you know, the energy piece, like it's definitely about energy. You know, we were talking to our clients the other day about um, the folks in our coaching program about how do you change your energy? What mm -hmm. energy do you write with? What energy when you're writing your emails, when you're getting on a sales call, like what's the energy before you do it? Because we don't always realize that that same energy that we go into it with is the same energy we're putting out there into the universe, into the interweb, right? So Absolutely. we got to make sure we shift that energy. Well, let me, let me speak on that. And when you say yeah. the energy, I think this is a good point, Ty. You have to be careful with the energy that someone else has given you, too. Mm. If you're coming to a call and you're using a script that someone else created for you and it's not your words, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you your energy is still going to be off because you don't believe it. Yeah. If you are writing the emails and they don't sound like you, the energy is going to be off. So energy is everything that we do in touch. Yeah. It has to, our energy needs to be in it. Even if you're being supported and building it, your energy needs to be in it so that it can feel like you and show up as your brand when yeah. you're selling. Oh, yeah, that's so important. And we get it now. We love frameworks and we love templates and we love scripts. Absolutely. However, <laughs> it's about infusing it with who you are and infusing it with your energy. And I think that's something that I think a lot of folks miss. Like, and this could have just been me, but I know when I first started, I was trying to be like and look like a whole bunch of other people. And I've always known that my clients were trailblazers, mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. took me a minute to understand that. That means that I have to own my own ability to be a trailblazer. Yes. Right. And I think a lot of us don't know that we come in and we try to model other people. And I get it. You know, we start off that way. Um, but I know for a lot of people, things seem to take off once they kind of own their voice and own what I say, own their brilliance. You know, yeah. and how many of you have experienced that same thing for you? Guilty. When I started off, depending on you, and when you begin, you're so hungry and so eager that you, someone gives you this this is the way I did it. And you're like, okay, let me do it the way that they did it until you realize you didn't color it your way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you're going to go through several iterations of that until you find your voice as you stated. But mm -hmm. once you find your voice, magic starts to happen. And it took me a while to really find my voice because I had a lot of noise that I was trying to filter out from what everyone was telling me to do. 
And so, you know, I paid everyone to tell me what to do, which is great, but I had to really take that information in and then color it and really make it mine. And it took time to do that because I'm a very literal person. So I'm like, if you say do this, I'm doing this. Then I realized you have permission to color things differently. I'm like, oh, that's what it was missing there. And once it once once I found it, Ty, I'm like, you took too long, but the lesson was necessary so that I can share with other people. They don't have to do that. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that we talk about is how um, the difference between how right women and brilliant women see failures or see missteps. You know, a lot of right women will make a mistake or they'll stay in something too long and they'll just beat themselves up and say, oh my gosh, brilliant women take a look at it as a stepping stone to what's next for them. Absolutely. You know, and that sounds like exactly what you did there. So I would be remiss um, if I had this Lux business goddess. That's my new word for you, by the way. Okay, thank you. Thank you. you. Elevated to goddess. (laughs) (laughs) But if I had you here and we didn't talk about um, high ticket offers, Mm -hmm. but I want to qualify this and I want to talk about the ease of high ticket offers. Because I think, you know, when we hear high ticket, most times people feel like, oh my gosh, high ticket. And I wanna change that conversation about it, what it looks like for us. There's some ease with high ticket offers. So when you when I put that phrase, what 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 is that, how does that resonate with you? And what does that mean for you? Time freedom. Hmm. You don't have to work as, with as many people when you have a high ticket offer. Yeah, You can still reach that if it's a seven-figure goal or eight-figure goal. You can reach that without having to have thousands of clients in order for you to be able to accommodate that goal. Mm-hmm. And the ease factor, Ty, is you've probably experienced this too. The energy that it takes to sell that lower ticket offer and do a, an entire launch mm-hmm. around this lower t- ticket offering is the same amount of time. Sometimes it's less time to sell the higher ticket offer because your higher ticket offer is often more comprehensive. Mm -hmm. It's a total package. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, the person that's looking for that higher ticket offer, they know what they want. They can make the decision. You're gonna have less attrition, Mm -hmm. meaning people will follow through. They're following through with their payments. Mm -hmm. And again, there's not a wrong way lower ticket works for some people but if you want to bring that ease like when people at the event we had when people said why hire ticket they want time with their family they want to have the flexibility to do more things they want cash flow yeah they want pay in full clients Mm -hmm. or they want larger or higher ticket months that they can easily get with a high ticket offer your high ticket offer often has more access. It's more Lux, even whether you call it Lux or not, it is Lux. It's something that people look at, it's premium. Mm-hmm. And a person that loves premium things is going to be attracted to that premium offer. They appreciate it, they value it, and they're not looking at it for the dollar amount, they're looking at the solution. The mm-hmm. only thing they want is the solution. What's the outcome? Yeah. Is it worth this investment? Yes, if it's gonna save me time, money, make my relationship better, make my health better, covering any of those factors, Mm -hmm. I'm all in. Yeah. I wanna shave off the time that it takes, you know? You know, something that you said really um, 
struck me because I don't think enough people do this when they're trying to identify who their ideal avatar is. You know, they go with the little basics. Oh, my ideal client is a woman over 40 who wants to make money, who wants to lose weight. Everybody who wants to up-level their clientele, you need to add your ideal client loves premium experiences and things. That's got to be a mindset and a thing that they value. Right. We have something we call a bankable business Bible that our clients fill out. And one of those tabs in that is asking questions about who your ideal client is beyond just like where they live and how old they are. Um, and it's what they value. And so yes. if you're listening to this and you don't have that and you really want to up level your clientele, make that a requirement. Your ideal client, they have to love premium experiences and premium things. Yeah, and, and the premium, and, and then you look at yourself too. So mm. here's where we talk about energy again. Mm. Are you an energetic match for what you're asking for? If you are not into premium things, and premium doesn't mean materialistic things, but right. if you're not into premium experiences, you may have a hard time asking for a premium price point. Yeah. If you huff and puff when someone says oh it's ten thousand dollars and you say i would never pay ten thousand dollars for that or i would never pay for a coach to do this or i never pay for this or yeah. you're always trying to find a deal you're probably not the right fit for a high ticket offer yeah if you and we talked about this at my event we talked about premium pricing or lux pricing versus value pricing you know mm -hmm. your deal seekers are looking for certain standards they're looking for a certain kind of numbers mm -hmm. something that makes them to feel like they got a deal your premium people are they could care less they yeah. know what the number is they're looking again for that experience but if you are not aligned with it don't go and offer it don't go and throw zeros on your numbers if that does not align with you if it's not congruent it's going to suck yeah, that word has been coming up, right? Like this whole yeah. event, that whole congruency, like how do you, how do you shift into this? And it always for me starts with the internal stuff. I know for me, one of the biggest things and one of the reasons why I attended your event, you know, and I, and I share this, I wanted to be in a room with other people. You know, I wanted to be in a room with other people who had the same kind of values and mindset when it came to what they invested in. Um, and that for a lot of us means that sometimes we got to leave people behind, you know? Absolutely. And that can be challenging. But the, the thing I want everyone to remember, leaving people behind doesn't mean that you are a bad person, but you're leaving space and you're leaving opportunities for someone else because we know we're focusing in the place of abundance. Yeah. There's enough for everyone. You were not sent here to work with everyone. You were sent here to work with your core group of people. And sometimes that even means oh, getting people when it's when it's time for them to leave, let them leave. Don't mm -hmm. hold on tight. Sometimes people will outgrow you. That's okay. Some mm -hmm. people have to grow into you. That's yeah. okay too. But create partners. Get you know understand who you can refer people to. If they're not a good fit for you, have resources. Mm -hmm. Be able to support them and say, here's a better fit. Yeah. Because you're not. We're not going to fight to get you to where you are if you're not ready to get there. I, I can't do it. <laughs> you remind me, I had I had a, um, a, a sales call with someone and I was asking her like, you know, so what do you want your income goals to be? And, you know, and she told me and I said, well, what's your price point? And I said, well, you're going to have to raise the price point of what you're offering. Yeah. No, my clients can't afford this. And I don't want to do that. I, I said, well, listen, well, you're not invited to work with me. 
And she got offended. She was so mad. And I shared a story about it in a Facebook group. And I didn't use anybody's name. I was just mm-hmm. sharing the situation. And she added herself. She was like, that was me. And, da, 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 da. and I said, you added yourself. But the reality of it is, I'm not going to argue with you about raising your prices. Well, Ty, you know, like, the, the, the thing that you did, you had an integral moment mm-hmm. where you decided your money, I, I don't need your money. And I need you to get the experience that you really are saying that I'm hearing that you want. This is not the experience for you. People don't like to be told no. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. People don't, because now it's a challenge. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm like, well, why are you forcing it? If it's not for you, and I've said that we're not a fit, there's someone out here that could be a fit for you, but they don't like to be told no. People, it's that FOMO, people don't like it. But this is why we qualify our Mm -hmm. clients. And yeah. even through the, your application process, like the more we start refining that, yeah. we're qualifying and determining who can get access to our calendar. So yeah. that the people that have FOMO are not getting on the calendar. Only the people <laughs> that are ready to move forward yeah, are absolutely. getting on there. Absolutely. Uh, that qualification process is huge. The messaging is huge. Yeah. Um, making sure you have an offer that's irresistible. Those are the kind of things that we work on. Like we are building out funnels for people because they've got to have those three things in place. Um, and that's what makes it easier for them to actually build their business the way they want to. So, yes. you know, I'm loving this conversation and I want to um, ask you, you know, what does liberated CEO, what does that mean to you? Mm. Well, I love the word liberation. Okay. So my word that I love to use is revolutionizing things. But when I think of a liberated CEO, it's a woman or a man who's really willing to revolutionize revolutionize the way that they're doing business, meaning they're going against the norm in many cases, but they're also building a quality of life around their business. So what we know for sure is many people will go headfirst into business and everything else around them gets sacrificed. You hear people say, oh, you gotta sacrifice something. That often is the relationship, their health, their families. But when we're liberated, we don't have to do that Mm -hmm. because we're building a business that actually serves us. So Mm -hmm. my theme, as you saw at my event, is it's time for your business to serve you. You can liberate yourself with a business that serves you. I love it, I love it. So that, that leads me to ask, So how are you going against the norm in what you do? Yeah. So I'm going against the norm by really setting a standard, not only for my pricing, but for that Lux client. And me going against the norm is just saying no, saying no to opportunities that are presented to me that are not a fit, saying no to events that may not be a fit. And even the way I'm creating events, I'm going against the norm saying only a certain type of person can get into my curated room. I yeah. want to be able to be the event plan, not planner, but the event host that has a highly curated room and the people that come into that room are like, you know, what we've heard at the last event, this, this room was what was promised. Mm-hmm. These people in this room are at the caliber that we said they're going to be at. I want to create experiences mm-hmm. going against the norm because I've sat in many rooms that were a hodgepodge. Yeah. And I want people, anyone that experiences me, I want them to be able to do business in my environment. I want to be able to bring business to them. I want everyone to win when they come into my space. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And I still resonate with that. You know, first of all, being an introvert, you know, I don't like super, super big, big, big events and I attend them and I get drained and I get bummed out. And so, you know, that's one of the things I think we share in common being an introvert, also wanting to make sure that the spaces that we create, they suit us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we just did our Black Friday funnel boot camp, and um, it was a small, intimate group of people, but they loved it because they got so much done. They got tangible, like they came away with landing pages, and they came away with email copies, and they came away with their whole framework for their Black Friday completely done. And I love those small events. And for me, that's one of the things I think we go against the norm with too is that, you know, I will never, I won't say never, because, you know, Oprah could come to me and then I could just show up at Oprah's event and just be amazing with thousands and thousands of people. But (laughs) um, the events that we do are smaller events because we like that intimacy. And I know the the intimacy, the intention around it, the energy around it. As you said, as an introvert, we don't have to completely drain ourselves if you're in a space that feels good. Mm -hmm. If it feels good, you're like, oh, I can't believe I can sit in this space and I'm not running to my room because usually that's my go-to I'm like get out get out go away but we can build differently and here's a here's a kicker just for everyone listening small rooms can be powerful rooms you can make a lot of money in a small room that's highly qualified and it's been curated your way absolutely absolutely so you know I've got two words that I know that I want to have people take away but I'm curious you know out of the whole conversation um, and just who you are, like what, what's the one takeaway or two takeaways that you want people, um, that you want to leave people with? Yep. So one thing, um, for sure you can do business differently. Mm-hmm. It only takes you making a decision. So one of the things that my mom always said, and I've said it, she, I think she may have mentioned it at my event. She always told me to dare to be different and I didn't understand it, nor was I able to fully grasp it as a child, but today I see it. I see it. It's okay to be different. It's okay not to belong. It's okay not to look like everything else that you're seeing. Yeah. That's the thing that's going to make you money, the mm-hmm. way that you differentiate yourself. Yeah. It kind of connects with the two words that I want people to take away from this conversation. Um, the first word is choose. You know, mm-hmm. we get to choose how we want to do business. We get to choose who we want to serve. We get to choose you know, the way we serve people. And I know coming from a corporate environment, a lot of us don't get that. We were so used to doing whatever they told us to do in the box that we now think in our business, we we have to do something that somebody else tells us to do instead of, no, you get to choose who you want to hire. You get to choose who you want as your client. And the second word is congruent, right? Um, being in alignment, whether it's energy, whether it's the people that you're associated with, whether it's the way you built your business, how can you create more congruence between all of those things? Because that's what brings the ease and helps you become a real liberated CEO. It has been so much fun. Where can people find out more about you and connect with you? Absolutely. So on social media platforms, you can find me just at Shayla Boy Gill, no hyphen, um, if you find me there. And can we talk about a gift for your people that are listening? Yes. All right. And this is, I'm really excited about this gift because Ty actually supported me in creating this gift for you. (laughs) But as we've talked today, when we're really looking at, you know, who is your Lux client and how can you really ease your way into high ticket offers? One of the things that you might need to understand is what's your Lux factor? What What is the area of your business that you need to focus on first? 
so that you can determine what you need to do to be able to grow and then scale your business, especially if you're wanting to scale a high ticket business. So we've created the What's Your Lux Factor quiz. And Ty, you'll be able to leave a link for them to be able to pick that up. Absolutely. When you pick it up, you're going to get some great answers and a series of messages to support you in creating your next step to be able to grow and scale your high ticket business. Love it. Love it. Love it. Fantastic. I'm so excited. I can't wait for you all to take her quiz. Look out for the link in the show notes below and, you know, hang out with her, look for her on social media and find her profiles, connect in her communities because I vouch for Shayla, you know, and here's what I want to say. There's a lot of people out here on the interwebs that are saying a whole bunch of stuff that are claiming a whole bunch of stuff, that are putting a whole bunch of stuff out there. I rock with people who I know they practice what they teach, just like I, I practice what I teach. And so I am honored, Shayla, that we have mm. gotten, that we've stayed connected because we've been connected for so many years, right? I'm still trying to figure out where we first got. I know, I think it was back in Delaware somewhere. I think it was a it long time ago in Delaware. I think it was, yeah, it's been over 10 years. Um, and so, Listen, I, I, I respect you. I appreciate you. And I love the gifts that you bring into the world because you share your brilliance and you've made it bankable. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Ty. And same for you. Appreciate you. And you know, we rock. So, so <laughs> excited. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for hanging out with us for today's episode. Check the show notes at tygoodwin.com for links and resources, and be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating. Until next time, be brilliant, be bankable, and show up like a boss in your life and your business.